Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. It is a luxurious form of Naga hide. Uh, I'm sitting here it with is. yes, Tom Doring, who's made a, like a permanent little dent in your seat. Uh, <laughs> and you and I have been a joy here. For, to be here. <laughs> we have been here for so long that we've like worn these seats out. No, you know, the, no, it's I mean, not that bad. Well, look down there, see. I think it's pretty decent over here. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you're right. I should just speak about myself. Yeah. And here's Sam Zicky Rodriguez. That's me. Who's just been here for a little while. He's still on probation, double secret probation. Just about got a dent. Working <laughs> I'm working on the dent. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of grind my rear end into the chair, you know, just to try to catch up with Tom. All right. Now we're getting uh, t- TMI. So we're going to skip this conversation and go right to the, right to the main topic. Okay. Uh, we find ourselves in Advent, and uh, and we find ourselves, w- interestingly, in the weekend of Gaudete Sunday. Now, a lot of people don't necessarily know what Gaudete means, mm. like why it's called Gaudete Sunday. So, first of all, you look at your Advent wreath, mm-hmm. and there's always a pink candle. Is it pink or rose? Okay, it's rose. I forget. It, it looks pink, but if you ask the priest, are you wearing pink vestments, they'll immediately say, no, if, it's rose vestments. If, if, he, if he bows up on you and says it's rose, well, he's yeah. got a little you know, issue. And, and that's okay. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's not much difference between pink and rose. <laughs> Just going to say it. But the, but the point is, why is that one different? And so a lot of times you look at that, and a lot of people want to stick that one like, oh, that's like for right before Christmas. It's like, no. No, it goes in that third Sunday of Advent. Mm -hmm. It's Gaudete Sunday. Now, the reason it's Gaudete Sunday and why where it got that name is we read on that weekend, like this weekend, one of the readings. The second reading is St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. Okay. Right. Not the Filipinos like Tom thinks, but they're they're a blessed people. But uh, he did not write them. He wrote the the Philippians. So at Philippi, he wrote that church. And uh, in the fourth chapter of Philippians... And verse four, mm-hmm. it's it says it starts off by this: Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. And so it's it's basically rejoice Sunday. So Gaudete is re, just rejoice in Latin. Mm. And so it's become to known be joyful. That, yeah. And so if we're thinking about Advent as a season of preparation, mm-hmm. right? And it's not right to have the full on celebration. Like the woohoo, pop the corks, it's, you know, it's party, party time. time. You're like in a season of preparation. So it's a little penitential, mm-hmm. anticipatory. Such a, 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 this event of the incarnation is something we need to prepare for every year in the same way. And it's very solemn and sacred. And it's supposed to be downplayed in terms of our celebration. But it's a, it's a, it's a weekend that's like, it's just like a weekend. It's just the third Sunday. It's not the fourth Sunday, so it's a couple of weeks from Christmas Day. But it's a time for us to go like, hey. It's close. Just, I don't want you to think that this is like some kind of sour and dour and downplayed season that we're in these doldrums. I just want to remind you that something extremely joyous is getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. And indeed, here's that reading that says rejoice. Mm-hmm. Right? And t- it says gaudete. And I can't say the rest in Latin. I'd impress you all if I did. I could say it. You'd go like, well, that's beautiful. I bet Ziggy can say it. <laughs> he probably can. 
but we're not going to let him because we don't want him to get a big head. I could That's pretend true. that I could say it. Well, I could just start saying a bunch of gibberish, and yeah. no one would be able to fact check me on the spot. No, no, but our but our our listeners will. Our listeners, we got some smart listeners, and they would let us know. By the way, what the guy just said something about happy cow or something. It's like, <laughs> why did he say that? I don't know why he said that. You know, rejoice. That's what I'm going to say. Perfect. So here's the thing. So it's Gaudete Sunday, and uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, first of all. I apologize to you guys because we started this little recording session here in the Catholic Cafe late, and it was because of me, because mm. I was late getting here. Mm. And um, and as I'm, you know, first of all, I was in meetings all day, and they were some unpleasant meetings. They were necessary and unpleasant, involving a very difficult personnel issue, and those are never fun. So I had that all day. And then, uh, I, before I came here, I had to go to the post office. And so I had to stand in line at the post office. Now, normally I don't go there because I enjoy going to the post office and standing in line at the post office. You've heard the expression going postal, right? So I'm thinking like not joyful thoughts as I'm in line at the post office behind a lady. Do you always get behind the lady that writes the checks for one stamp? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's like a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So I'm there. And to top it all off, what I'm dropping off that had to be postmarked by 5 p.m. was a letter was was a, a check to the IRS. Oh. Right. Well, well, there's a little difference of opinion about what was owed, and I had to make up a little hundred and something dollar check to the IRS to make myself, you know, to be in good, you know, stead with Uncle Sam. And, yeah. and I'm happy to do that, except nobody likes to pay the IRS. No. Right. So I have lots of reasons not to be joyful. Right. I'm stressed out. I, I, I'm in line at the post office. And uh, I am writing a check to the IRS. Mm-hmm. And it made me think that on our way, you know, we had, we had talked about, uh, you know, our random topic generator, Sam, Ziggy, <laughs> said, hey, let's talk about joy. And I, and I thought, like, well, yeah, let's talk about joy, but let's talk about why it's so stinking difficult mm. to be joyful. And that we have lots of reasons. And I, I, what's so amazing to me is how the Holy Spirit works and how I'm thinking, like, well, I, I need to come up with some some topics, some bullet points, something we're going to talk about so we don't sit there and talk about sports scores or whatever. And it's like, I'm thinner thinking, thank you, Holy Spirit, for making me feel or realize how hard it is sometimes to feel joy. Mm. And, 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 and it was really put like an, uh, it was like an exclamation point, you know, for myself. And so... I realize why it's so difficult, why it's such a challenge to feel joy in this world. Mm. I mean, we're hurrying everywhere. Right? We're in traffic. I mean, we just, Tom, did we not just have a road rage incident the other day? Some mom driving, oh, yeah. you know, it's like it got shot because somebody didn't, wouldn't, she wouldn't let them in into mm-hmm. the line or whatever. You know, and it's like road rage. It's like I remember, you know, in the old days, we'd, you just cut, cut somebody out. And it, was all, it was all over and done with. Right. But now it's like people are going to pull a gun out. Yeah. You know, and you think like th- this world is getting so hard to to have like any joy, and mm-hmm. it's easy to get depressed. So I think I've just depressed all of our listeners. and depressed you guys. <laughs> Why is it so hard to feel Can joy? Pin drop all of a sudden. You know, as I was listening to you, the story that came to mind was the story of uh, when uh, Our Lady and Saint Joseph were had lost Jesus. And uh, when he was a little boy, and they didn't know where he was, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was like three days that they were searching for right. him. And, you know, imagine the pain, and it even says our Blessed Mother, who of course we know is conceived without sin, uh, is even her heart had worry. 
Mm. You know, as as she was, did I just lose love incarnate? Did I just lose the only begotten Son of God? Yeah, you've, you've seen the memes. Me? You've seen the memes. You had one job. <laughs> you know, and but 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 as a, you know, a mother's love, right? So the mothers who have had miscarriages, the, mm. the a child die, and I know yes. that fathers feel the pain. But there's some kind of there's like a physiological connection right between the mother and the child. Oh yeah, as well as incarnate love. You know, it's like right. This is the son of God. Oh, absolutely. You know? So we can't imagine what she was going through interiorly during those three days. Yeah. And three days is quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, whenever I pray that mystery of the rosary, uh, one of the the sort of the fruits of the mystery that I actually pray for is finding Jesus amidst stress and worry. And uh, wow, and, you know that's brilliant. Oh. I knew there was a reason why we had him on this show. <laughs> Good, Sam. Oh well, thank you. And and so I just I brought as I was listening to you, you know, brought to the realization. A lot of times we don't see Jesus in those when when we're caught up in stress and worry. And what's the message that the Christ child has for his parents when they finally found him? Of course, I'm in my. Tem- I'm in. He's in. I, of course, I'm about my father's business. Right. There he is in the temple, being Jesus. You know, it's a good thing he wasn't at Buffalo Wild Wings. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> sure. it would have been a whole different chapter in uh, biblical history. But we know, you know, in all seriousness, um, the Lord, you know, was where he was supposed to be. Yes, and and that that teaches a lesson to us. But at the same time, I haven't really ever thought about how Mary and Joseph felt in that sort of anxiety of where is our son where is the son of god where where is jesus you know and that kind of anxiety and but the the anxiety is it it, it is laid waste mm. when jesus like i mean essentially he he fills our hearts right yes and so in the same way if we're going through life in anxiety and some of that comes from i think a difficulty in trusting and trusting god and trusting that it's going to work out. And I understand when people have money troubles and when people have health troubles and people have job troubles and relationship troubles, and we all have troubles. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the weeds can get pretty thick and deep. Oh, yeah. We can lose the ball in the rough pretty easily. you know. And it's like that's, that's the time when what you're suggesting is if we think like that moment when the Blessed Mother would see her son. Yes. And we're, if we think about it as well... By Christ and his sacrifice and his redemption, his redemptive work, our bodies have become temples of the Holy Spirit. And where indeed is Jesus, we who have been baptized into him, he's in our hearts. He's there. Even if we don't feel him, mm-hmm. if we affirm just as a matter of faith, Jesus, I know you're there and you're about your father's business within my heart, within this temple here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, help that's me find you. And now the thing is, that's hard. That is so hard. And that's what, so that's what uh, brings really, us back to what we were talking about. Yeah. So it's like the reality is we can become so uh, covered up. Yes. With the sorrow, with the grief, with the anxiety, with the problems, with the issues that we can see no way out. And, and, and I, you know, for some reason right now, you know, the Lord said, hey, talk about the unpardonable sin. Mm. Right? How many times do we like blaspheme the Holy Spirit by saying, "Even God can't me, get me out of this mess," mm. and that God is not the answer? God is like not hearing; He's deaf. Mm. Right? When we think that way, and that essentially is blaspheming the Holy Spirit mm. because we're not trusting that God is gonna. God got this thing, and I'm not. I'm I, listen. I'm I'm not talking to people out there and saying you people need to trust God. 
Um, I had a conversation with a, a dear friend the other day about something, a really difficult issue I was going through. And, and I was talking about, you know, it's going to be okay, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. And he looked at me square in the eyes. He goes, do you actually believe that? Mm. And, wow. and, and that cut me to the, the core, right? Right to the quick where I'm going, okay, I, I say it enough and, and try to convince myself, but maybe that's what I need to pray about. Do I actually trust that God has got this thing? And, you know, it doesn't take much long for me once I, when I focus you know, I, I go to confession, I, you know, I go I receive Eucharist, I surround myself with holy men of God, I go to Mass, and, and it doesn't, and, and my lovely wife and kids, and, and I start going, you know what, it is going to be okay. Look at all of this, this beauty that I have around me. God's got this thing. He's been telling me this forever, and I'm stubborn, and I think everyone else is also just a little stubborn. Oh, totally. You know, and we just are so slow to accept that God's got this thing, and so that's I. Th- I think that's the main reason why people struggle with joy, and why you look out in the world and everyone's wanting to win the argument. They want to win the election. They want to win, 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 win all this stuff, and they think that getting the lottery is going to solve this issue or whatever. And the reality is, none of those things will ever do for us what finding the Lord in the temple will do mm-hmm. for us. You know. Tom, have, I, I, I turned to Tom because Ziggy. I don't think you have any kids, um, and I'm sure you don't, unless you want to make not. a confession of some kind right here. <laughs> we're very, we're very uh, loving people here, very merciful. But um, so, Tom, I, I know there are a couple of times where uh, you know I, I've lost a kid. I, have you ever been in that situation where you've lost a kid? You're probably going to go oh, like, like no. literally, you're out shopping and you lose one. Oh, listen, I lost oh, one. Yeah. I, yeah, I lost like a, a four-year-old at Disney World. Wow. Oh, man. And the parade had come around. So here's like Prince Ali and the whatever parade coming down here. Boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden, there's 47,000 people in this one little place. And I'm busy buying something in a store and look down and Junior, oh, he's gone. That's not good. No, he's out of here. And it's like, mm. oh. and But then that moment. It's terrifying. That moment when... Uh, uh, when the the people at Disney World, they got like this little group of people that suddenly come out of the woodwork. They're like wearing orange suits or something. They all of a sudden are like going, you know, and all of a sudden they bring to me, is this one yours, you know? And uh, and I thought for a second, like, I could probably get a better one if I hold out. No, I'm kidding. No, it's like there's this feeling when you, you see that and you go, okay, my wife's not going to kill me. That's That's one feeling I have. But the other is like, there's that precious thing of mine right that i cast my eyes off for a second right but then that feeling have you ever when you, oh, when yeah, you our, find the, him what's so that our like fa- our family we lost actually uh william you know william we left william <laughs> in a good place so we left him at church we got home doc, the car's loaded you know all that's uh, finding william all, in the temple all six, <laughs> <of us. laughs> all six let me ask you this number seven's back at church tom did we did, get out of the car and everybody goes wait a second did, did william say why would you be worried I'm at my father's house? <laughs> my father's business? No, he didn't say that. He was just sitting there tapping his toe. Waiting. You rotten parents. Why would you leave me here? <laughs> he wasn't preaching to the clergy there. Oh, no. <laughs> well, look, so we're talking about joy, and we're going to keep talking about maybe the difficulties in finding joy, but we are going to probably they're going to turn the table here and talk about some saints that we can look to uh, in joy to find that help us uh, in finding joy in life. Uh, when we well, before we're going we're gonna to take a break though before we do that and uh, before we take that break I want to remind folks at home we got to grab what great 
I do want to remind them it's something, but it's not easy. That's the problem. <laughs> Great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And also, I want you to what find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and like us and share us and retweet us and all that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Little is known about the details of the life of St. Lucy. She lived in Syracuse in Italy in the early 4th century. One tradition tells us that her mother raised her to be a pious and holy young girl. She prayed fervently and often. St. Lucy decided at a young age to consecrate herself to God, but she did so secretly because she thought her mother would not approve. In fact, she had already made arrangements to have St. Lucy married to a wealthy and influential pagan in town. However, her mother, who had been ill for a very long time, was miraculously cured after her daughter prayed for her at the tomb of St. Agatha. She was so thankful to God for this blessing that when she discovered that St. Lucy wanted nothing more than to live as a bride of Christ, she eagerly and thankfully gave her approval to her daughter's willingness to live out her vocation. Her rejected suitor, however, was not as thankful, to say the least. When he heard what had happened, he gave St. Lucy's name to the local governor and told him she was a Christian. This was, in effect, a death sentence, as Christians at this time were being persecuted, most being subjected to unimaginable torture and painful deaths. Tradition tells us that St. Lucy's eyes were gouged out. In fact, she is usually depicted in artwork holding a plate with her eyes upon it. But even though she was blinded in this horrible way, St. Lucy would not recant her love of Christ. Finally, after much suffering at the hands of her persecutors, she was eventually martyred. The name of Lucy literally means light, and it was evident that even though she was blinded, she could still see clearly the light of truth that shone brightly in the fledgling church of the 4th century. And her clear vision can serve as a tremendous example for us. In fact, she has been named the Patroness of the Blind. We can all, in a sense, be blinded, blinded by the allurement of sin, and it is only through the mercy of God that we are healed. It is only through the light of Christ that we can truly see again. St. Lucy is one of the many Catholic saints who can help us see that light. By following in her brave and holy ways, we too can be healed of our blindness. Her feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on December 13th. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and we are talking about Gaudete Sunday, Joy, Rejoice Sunday. Joy. And we're telling everybody to rejoice, but also realizing that it's kind of hard to rejoice. It is. In our world's experience, our life's circumstances, and we have lots of reasons not to be joyful, and yet we need to be. 
right? Mm-hmm. No one wants to go around through life being a sourpuss, you know? No. And it's like, I, I, I think um, one of the nice things about our Catholic faith is that we have those who have gone before us, especially the saints, mm-hmm. right? That we can look to their lives as examples. And so one of the benefits, Tom, of us asking Ziggy to be with us on the uh, Catholic Cafe, you know, booth committee mm-hmm. Is that uh, you know, we, put, we sent him out like to that. research and it's like, would you find us a joyful saint? And I think he's done it. I think he did it. Yeah. In fact, it's one that I hadn't heard of before. So I'm getting educated here. Same as well. with me. I know that, Tom, you think I'm smart, but here's the deal. I didn't know this saint. Don't flatter yourself. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Tell us, Ziggy. Who, who do we got to look up to, to look forward to, to look you know, for assistance from? Blessed Chiara Badano. And uh, she died in 1990 at the age of 18. Mm. Uh, it was only beatified in 2010, very recent. Very. A beautiful girl. Uh, mm. I showed them a picture before the show, and I can tell you, look her up online. She was she is pretty. Gorgeous. And uh, she lived a normal teenage life in Italy, uh, loved sports, and uh, had a very active social life. And, but she ended up having coming down with a, uh, a very, very painful form of bone cancer. Mm. And uh, she, thanks be to God, already had a very close relationship to Jesus. And this bone cancer and the sufferings from it brought her closer to uh, Jesus. And uh, there are some quotes from her and quotes about her that are uh, pretty amazing. And well, one, you know what? Before we do the quotes, first and foremost, I mean, she had every reason not to be joyful. Every reason not to be joyful. I mean, not only cancer, but painful cancer. Yes. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it's not only standing in line at the post office; it's sending a letter to the IRS. I mean, it's like this; it's just piled on. Now, cancer and the pain and stuff—that's awful, mm-hmm. right? And and no one would blame her for being a curmudgeon, for being. Angry with the world, angry with God, angry with everybody she encountered. Mm-hmm. Right, and it is her heroic witness of joy that got her beatified mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quote of hers that I thought was quite beautiful after she had a particularly excruciating night of pain, she said, I suffered a lot, but my soul was singing, mm-hmm. which I thought was really beautiful. Another quote actually from her doctor. Uh, her doctor said, through her smile, and through her eyes full of light, she showed us that death doesn't exist. Only life exists. See, now that's amazing right there just to hear like a doctor who, I mean, they, they, especially a doctor that's an oncologist probably. Right. Has, is intimately familiar with death. Oh, yes. And so that he would have an experience. Now, I don't know his state, whether he's a faithful right. man or, or not. But the point is for a doctor to say death does not exist, at least I don't think so based on my experience with this young lady. Yes. Uh, that's amazing, and that's transformative, and that's the stuff that you know when you encounter it. There's something bigger than our senses going on. That's what joy is. That's what joy does. And, it and, goes out. Oh yes. It, oh, you're you're right. And but I think even as importantly as that, you know, where does that joy come from? Mm, right. Exactly. And that's and that's right. Finding Jesus in the temple. Right. That's the that's having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And you're right. Then it radiates. That's right. I mean, it shoots out your fingertips. It's like your own sort of transfiguration moment in mm-hmm. life when you when people see in you the divine. And that and I guarantee that that um, uh, that that doctor yes. saw divinity in her. Now she's not divine. Right. But God's divinity pours through her. Right. And essentially just 
just into the world. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and actually, and word got around about her, her holiness and about her joy. And, uh, and in fact, it reached the ears of a cardinal who visited her in bed because he wanted to see what this woman was like. And uh, he asked her where her joy comes from. And she said, I try to love Jesus as much as I can. That was her answer. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty. Like he had traveled. He probably it's like, like a two by four, right? To a like, cardinal's forehead. Yeah, five hundred miles <laughs> on on a one little piece of bread and yes. a little chunk of cheese. And he's getting there, and he's like, "I've I've made it, Kiara, to your bedside. Yes, tell me the secret to life. Tell me what is it." <laughs> Oh, I try to like Jesus, you know. I just try to be a good person. Well, well, the thing... <laughs> what rocket the, surgery. So, during her pains that, and that she suffered, she would often say, if this is what you want, Jesus, so do I. And she saw her, her what she was going through was uniting with Christ in uh, his passion. And, like, when her hair started falling out, remember, you know, that's especially going to be hard for someone who's a beautiful young lady, you know. Yeah. Uh, she's losing her hair. She would take the tufts of hair in her hand and she would hold them up and she'd say for you jesus um she uh she also said she tried to minimize how much painkiller she was willing to take because jesus didn't take the gall the wine mixed with gall Mm -hmm. in the same regard this is an 18 year old girl it was excruciating probably younger if you think about it right yeah that is a that is a profound realization of that's a profound realization of you know, suffering, its purpose, its meaning, but really more than that, there's hope. Yes. Right? There's there's hope in 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 so if I can't find joy because I have to write a check to the IRS or because I have like what you know, and I'm being a little facetious here, but it's like I think like, oh my gosh, what she experienced. Mm-hmm. Right? That that is a that's a living witness. So blessed Kiara, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Right before she's canonized, I can't. I think so. Yes, because the world does need need more joy. Absolutely, and and having those saints as a as a as a living witness, right? And and that doctor, like, there's no death. So yeah, she's living. Yes, and she lives now because your words, you know, and and you're reading her quotes to the to the world at large who's hearing this particular show. Mm. And I know that there are people out there right now who are. I'm not the amazing Kreskin. I don't have to be. But the reality is I look out in the world and realize we, we need joy. We need a sense of hope. Yeah. We need to find Jesus in the temple. Yeah. Mm. right? So go to church. Go to confession. Find Jesus. Realize that Jesus is, is already, you're gonna, when you go and you seek and you find him, you're mm. going to realize he was there the whole time. Yes. And so that's the realization of, of joy that we're going to experience. Jesus came and said to us, he said specifically, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be complete. Amen. Jesus wants us to have complete joy. So now we're going to run to his mother. Right? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and in the the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Blessed Criara, pray for us. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, Send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.